Welcome to Home Cookery and Other Sins with Nick and Ashley. Opening take, what is this, for now? We kept having technical difficulties. Yeah, well, it happens when you use, like, free open source, like, audio recording systems that you don't know how to use. And you wait forever in between recordings, but here we are, back again. Yeah, this time, back. this time we have an excuse. Tell a friend. I caught the vid. So I was out for the, the VidCon for a while. Yeah. YouTube VidCon, the COVIDs. Oh, gonna date our podcast a little bit, but remember COVID? If you're listening to this like 20 years later, and it's just a flu now. You wish this was gonna be around 20 years later. <laughs> It'll still be there. The aliens will find it. The aliens that we broadcasted it out to nowhere in the middle of space. Mm-hmm. Hello, alien beings. Hi, sorry. This is the thing you found. This is not gonna be super helpful to you. I mean, you might learn how to cook some food. The, the problem is cows don't exist in their universe, I've decided. So they won't be able to make ricotta. That's not fair. Star Wars has cows. No. What? Blue milk? That doesn't mean it came from a cow. Well, it has milk. It's so, like a space cow. So? Star Wars also has jizz whalers. Do you want to live in a world with jizz whalers? Kind of. Jizz whalers is the Star Wars equivalent of jazz. Yeah, they just called it Jizz, and they were like, yeah, that's fine. We're going to keep that forever. That's the name of the... The name of the Cantina band on, was Most Icely. Yeah, Most Icely. Is called the Jizz Whalers, and they play Jizz. Yeah, we're Star Wars nerds, if you, in case you didn't no, know. No, we're Except not. Except that we're not going to call ourselves that. God, no, we're that's not, not Star Wars That's nerds. not canon, because please don't ask me a bunch of questions about Star Wars Universe. I won't know. Do you know what we are? We're people that watch YouTube videos of... Other people that watch Star Wars more religiously and just memorize their fun facts. But, like, we've seen all the movies. Yeah, we've seen all the movies. Except for the side universe movies. All the Disney stuff that's coming out right now. We really uh, haven't kept up on that. No, we watched the main canon. One through nine. Yeah, like, we watched Rebel One or whatever. Mm, We didn't even finish it. Yeah, but we, like, suffered through, like, half of it at least, so... And... (laughs) And season one of uh, The Mandalorian. Well, yeah, that wasn't as bad as Rebel One. No, you just didn't like it. Honestly, I didn't care for it. It was fine. Upon looking back, I don't have much desire to watch it again. Yeah, it just, uh, I don't know, it didn't... uh... I don't think, I, I, it's, 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 it's words are hard to think and say, and um, (laughs) it really goes back to what you've said more than once, and I... Give you full credit for this when it comes up in conversation that Star Wars is a good Star Wars movie. It is not a good movie. It's not a good franchise. It's a good Star Wars franchise. Yeah, it's kind of hard to watch. Like, I mean... It's pure nostalgia for the concept of Star Wars, even when the new movies come out. They They did some stuff well. Well, yeah, they like, do stuff well. Like anything. But... but yeah, I mean, like, you're not going to give... That's the thing with it. It's nostalgia that makes you give it a more of a, like, leeway. That's why a lot of people that are like, oh, I never watched Star Wars, and then they watch it as adults, and they're like, Yeah, they're like, it's I don't fine. get it. I don't understand why everyone likes it so much, and I... It, yeah, I get it. I, I, I do get they get are that. not getting it. <laughs> I do kind of get it, cause, because, yeah, it's like, it's not a good movie, it's but just... But I love it, because... Yeah. <laughs> I watched it when I was the right age. Yeah, there's all there's so many movies like that, that are you just... So many movies. A lot of holiday movies. 
A lot of holiday movies. That aren't good, but they were right there for you at the right time. Oh, see any of the... Uh, what's that guy's the The guy that... Isn't he dead now? Guy that looks like the Dirty Jobs guy. Uh, I no idea the, what you're That did about. the Halloween special and the Christmas special that we watched at Broseph and Blair's house. Oh, Ernest? Ernest. Ernest saves Christmas and Ernest saves Halloween. and. Yes, those are really good examples of really bad movies that a lot of people are nostalgic for. Yeah, they're but not good. I but, did not watch it as a kid. I watched it as an adult kind of recently, and I was like, what is happening right now? Like, it was kind of funny to watch, and I'm not, like, sad that I watched it, but I'm like, it's not good. <laughs> I don't, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that, like, really likes Ernest and thinks it's a quality movie. Yeah, right. But People <laughs> like Ernest because they liked it. Because when they were Star young. Wars is, like, a serious sci-fi movie. There's serious. There's people that'll like die for that series, and you're like, all right, oh, it's, man. Uh, it's it's not you, that great. Chill you out. missed out on the <laughs> biggest air quotes around the word serious. I mean, it's trying to be serious. It's good. It's not bad. It's just. It's like it's, there's much better writing. It was lots a of other B things. movie that got <laughs> a good effects person, and it just was in the right place at the right time, and catapulted itself to stardom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of hard to watch stuff like that, especially with, like, effects outside of, like, way after when it was released. It's like, well, yeah, all the effects are really crappy now, and... I mean, the practical models are, look really good. Right, yeah. I was just but... about to say, like, even movies that are... Some movies kind of get away with it, like, that even though they're older, like the Lord of the Rings movies, the old ones, not the Hobbit ones. Yeah, we don't talk about the Hobbit ones. Because they had a lot of practical effects, and it, like, they age really well. Yeah. Because you just, you can't see all the, oh my gosh, like, speaking of CGI, Hobbit, if... <laughs> since, Hobbit. since it's the Halloween season, if anybody remembers the Scooby-Doo movie that came out with, like, Freddie Prince Jr., or whatever his name is, as Freddy. No it, idea what you're talking about. Which one, the first one? Yeah. The first live the one, action one? The one that everyone Where Scrappy-Doo was the villain, spoiler alert? Yeah, like, wow, that movie's fucking really bad, but it's... Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, the effects on that are terrible. <laughs> they're so... They look like assholes. They're so bad. Like, it's like they literally took the shitty animated gargoyle dogs from Ghostbusters and just, like, Superimpose them into that movie. Lengthen them to make them a little creepier. Like, no work was done. No, just somebody, like, <laughs> reanimated it, the proportions slightly. You're like, wait, wasn't Ghostbusters made, like, at least ten years before this movie? Why? Why? Oh, at least fifteen or twenty, even. Yeah. Also, also every, time, <laughs> at least. every time you see terrible effects like that, and you go, this came out after Jurassic Park in 1993 with effects so good it made people believe dinosaurs were actually just cloned to be in this movie in real life, and you're putting this shit out, Scooby-Doo? Well, you know, they didn't have, like, Jurassic Park budget. I guess, but you couldn't have at least gotten close. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a good example of a nostalgic movie for me that is just a terrible movie. What, but that I, Scooby-Doo movie? I do like it. Oh, yeah. It's pretty fun. Uh, I don't really like it, but I'll watch it if it's on and somebody else wants to watch it. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. 
it's very Pure stupid. Pure nostalgia. Very stupid. The guy that plays Shaggy is like. But he's perfect for that role. He's perfect. I the sp- scene where that where they open like after five years or whatever it's been or three years. Oh, they're just getting baked and they're in the just van. Literally getting baked in a van. Next no, they're to the not. Beach. They're cooking. I'm like, the joke, the joke is clearly is. that they're getting baked. Now, how do you feel, speaking of Scooby-Doo, about the newest one where they officially made uh, Velma gay? The cartoon, right? Yeah. Well, so I'm actually not that upset about the gay Velma. I'm much more upset that Shaggy is not Shaggy anymore. He's like a black guy with a different name. Oh, I'm like, I didn't see that part. Way to lean into the stoner thing more with a more racist edge. Like what? Because he still looks like a stonery dude. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm but like, but he doesn't have a Jamaican accent. I don't know. I hope he does. Leaning into race cards. Oh my god! I hope he does. I hope it's the guy that did the voice of Grim from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. <laughs> I hope they got that guy to be shaggy. That would be fun. You could just Google it if you really wanted to, but... I probably don't know who it is. But it's like they renamed him and made him black, and I'm like, well... Well, at least it's different from the other uh, Scooby-Doo cartoon and live actions where they made Velma and Shaggy boyfriend and girlfriend. That was only the cartoon. That was cartoon. Like three thing. They did it in, like, two well, live actions. What? Yeah. Like, way later. Oh. I remember them doing it in the... The stupid, like, what's new Scooby-Doo or whatever series. And it was just terrible. 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 Just <laughs> terrible. Oh, God, jeez. Oh, jeez. It was terrible. It was terrible. Oh, man. Ugh. That, it's, you know what? That accent uh, never used to creep me out until I watched Dahmer recently. <laughs> and Evan Peters does that, like, Midwest accent so dead on. It's... It's the scariest shit ever, and you're like, what the fuck? Because he's like, it's like one sentence he could be like, oh yeah, we went and catch some walleyes, you know, earlier this afternoon, and went back home for some brewskis, and then the next he's like, I'm gonna kill you and keep you, because I don't want you to leave, and you're like, what? What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, You want to run that by me again, bud? Uh, No, I looked it up. Uh, He is not the voice of... Shaggy in the new animated Scooby-Doo. shit. Missed opportunity. Do apologize. Well, the world needed to know. The world. Uh, All, like, (laughs) 20 people that listen to this? Yeah. I mean, if there's 20 people listening to this, that's pretty cool. So cool. (laughs) But, uh, personally... Personally. The only Scooby-Doo that I ever liked was, like, where are you, Scooby Doo? And like Scooby-Doo-dee-doo. the mo- the one movie. Where are you? And everything else is just kind of shit. But I was really mad about the Velma and Shaggy thing because Shaggy is not a relationship guy. He's a stoner that hangs out with his dog. Like he doesn't date. It's not it's not his thing. No. They did make him kind of fall for a girl in the Scooby Doo movie, but it was kind of forgivable because she was kind of like a nothing character. It wasn't. Do Velma. you remember what her name was though? Oh, I do. You want to lean into the stoner joke? Her name was Mary Jane. Well, that makes sense. The girl he fell in love with in the <laughs> first live-action movie was named Mary Jane. It's just a personification of, of a weed. fucking roach. Oh. Yeah, she was kind of like a flower child. Like, that's how they did her costuming and stuff. 
That's funny. That's oh, also, funny. apparently the version where Velma's gay doesn't have black shaggy. Oh, oh no, that's... Okay, so that's a movie. Okay, they made it... There's that a new show coming out. That or it's not a real thing. And it's just the um, internet. I've been seeing stuff like that. Oh, that doesn't mean the internet can't fool you. And I'm like, that's kind of weird, Oh, but... it's going to be on a new TV series just called Velma. Where Velma's also black. Okay, I guess. I don't know. The the gay Velma, I'm like... I never Doesn't felt like... Doesn't look like that Velma's gay. I never felt like Velma was gay. I don't know. I, I just felt like she was... Oh man, so a, many like, people thought so. I just thought she was bookish and like wasn't super interested in high school relationships. No, no, no. It's not, you... it's not that weird. No, no, no. If anything, I would have said she might be like... Like ace, no. which is asexual for all you old people out there. Oh, don't be rude. <laughs> old people don't listen to this podcast. No, you never know. They'll listen to podcasts, just not this one. Um, no, I don't know. Um, there's. <clears throat> I was just. Felt I'm like... really surprised that they keep making Scooby Doo. Honestly, I'm not surprised by anything anymore because nobody has any original ideas anymore. Ah. Like, at all. There's everything, every new thing that comes out now, you're like, what is this going to be a remake of, you know? It's like, okay, can we just, can we make some new content somewhere? Like. <laughs> so, maybe something's going to change about his character. But I was just reading the description for Shaggy in the new Velma movie show. His name is Norville Shaggy Rogers, Velma's initially anti-drug best friend who has a crush on her. So there's gonna he's gonna go through an arc at some point where he's originally really annoyingly against drugs. Oh, his real name is always Norville. Didn't know that. That's True. Yeah, that's true. But the newest version of him is going to be start out at least anti-drug. Okay, so it is supposed to be Shaggy. All right, fine. Okay. Uh, I just saw the picture and I saw. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. No, it totally makes sense. Velma's gay, and so is Fred. That's why he wears the ascot. I mean, that does make sense. <laughs> and he totally hangs out with Daphne as a beard. Like that's. Yeah. 100% what that relationship is. For sure. Weird Al's going to be in that show. That's weird. As a cameo. Oh, okay. That's... Okay. So many cam- so many cameos on the original uh, Where Are You? Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Like, a ton of them. Like, that thing... That whole, like, arc with the Globetrotters where they had a movie. And... Oh, God. That was weird. Yeah. But... It that showed up so much. It was weird. Because it was like them. Like, <laughs> you're like, what? They don't have anything to do but be in this... Nope. Kids show because it was awesome. That kid show was awesome. Yeah, like one of fun. the one of the first chase scenes in one of the early episodes, there was this like weird seventies sounding song, <laughs> "I'm in Love with an Ostrich," and that that was just playing as they're running out of the doors and in and out of the doors. And I was like, "This is the best show." Oh, no um, one ever needed to change it at all. Mindy, Kaling, Kaling. Yeah, Mindy Kaling's gonna be Velma, right? Yeah, who is. Kelly Kapoor from The Office. Yeah. In case you're like me and you don't know people's names. 
Yeah, I was like, okay. Oh, I, know, okay. I know mostly you as, as characters, not your actual name. The race swapping, to me, it's it not... It doesn't really matter. That's not too much of an issue, really. Like no, because you could tell all of these stories regardless of race. Yeah, it just depends on what time period you set it in, because... Well, it's going to be now. Well, well it doesn't matter. I think it's going to be now, at least. <laughs> like, if you set it in the 70s, then you got to, like, talk about race issues now, because they're going to be there, right? You know? Like, the shows, the ones that bug me are, like, the, the, the They're gonna stupid, try to make this. like, Elizabeth, or Victorian England show, or whatever the heck that everybody's all into. Oh, I know the name of the show, but That I don't. stars, like, a black cast, and it, like, but they're just ignoring that they're black in Victorian society, and I'm like, but... <laughs> like, but that's revisionist history. That's what we don't want to do, Right. What is the name of that show? It's something stupid, oh, like Bridgerton. Brid- Bridgerton. Yes. I to be fair, I haven't seen it. I just no. I find the whole premise like so this. I was reading more about this new Scooby Doo show for Velma, and it's going to be really annoying just based on the fact. That, I mean, any show where Velma's in it too much, like well, so um, Velma kind of sucks. I'm not gonna lie. So, the description of all the characters is Velma, a teenage would-be detective who has a crush on murder suspect Fred Jones. Fred. Shaggy, Velma's initially anti-drugs best friend who has a crush on her. Daphne, a popular girl and Velma's former best friend who has complicated feelings for Velma. And Fred Jones, a popular 16-year-old murder suspect who has yet to undergo puberty, who Velma has a crush on. So it's just going to be like this weird quadratic love, but nobody likes the person that likes them back. That's like that's like all the fan fictions in one show. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be a lot of fan fact- fanfic out there for Daphne and Velma. Which I don't, I don't really get. I don't know. On the one hand, I can, like, I liked the Velma that was in the movie. But the Velma that was in the show was just annoying and constantly losing her glasses and being a smartass. Like, that was her whole thing. Jane Lynch is going to be one of Daphne's two mothers. Okay. (laughs) But. I'm I'm just reading, like, who these people are and, like. It's. It's probably going to be an interesting take. Oh, it's Jane Lynch and Wanda Sykes are going to be Daphne's moms. That makes sense. (laughs) I'm going to have to at least watch one episode of this. This just sounds interesting. Kind of. It kind of does. It's it's just like, just... Couldn't you just make a new show that was about this and not use these characters? No. You know? But like... Having said all that, I'm not mad at all that they picked a black woman to be Ariel in the new Disney live-action Little Mermaid. A, because all those movies are trash and I don't care. Oh, the live-action ones? (laughs) Yeah. You gotta specify that. All the Disney live-action remakes are garbage and I don't care anyway. (laughs) But also, I saw the reaction video with all the little black girls and I'm like, that's fucking adorable. Why would you, like, that's, there's nothing bad about that. That's great. Who cares? It doesn't matter if she's black. No. It doesn't, it's not, oh no, 
An underwater mythical mermaid can't be black? Why? Uh, she could be orange. Why? Why, why does she have to be white? She's fake. She could be blue. It's based on a myth. It's not, it's not like when they tried to make a black woman be the Queen of England in a documentary yeah, about series. about a time in history that happened, you know? So, like, go ahead. It's a mermaid. If she acts it out well, who gives a shit? Even Lord of the Rings with the black hobbit. It's like... It's a fictional world. Which is also bullshit because there were black hobbits in Tolkien's They just died. Universe. They just died. <laughs> uh, possibly also got hunted to extinction by humans. Well, see, they were easier to find because they didn't blend in. Well, because they interacted with people more frequently. The hobbits that we see in the Lord of the Rings book trilogy and... Hobbiton. And the Hobbit movie... <laughs> Uh, or book, sorry. Um, they were always the recluse hobbits. So, See, we're nerdy. We know nerd info. Yeah. I'm not going to hold my own. I haven't read, nor do I ever plan to read The Silmarillion. No. Or the expanded works of Tolkien. I just really don't have the patience. I mean, we haven't no. even started watching the, the show. The Ring of Power. We're going to get there. I want to watch it, but right now we got holiday movies. There's too much shit to watch. There's too much shit to watch, and there's too much shit to cook. Yeah, there's too much shit to cook. You guys came for a cooking podcast, right? Oh, they Or came... did you want to hear our opinion on race and TV and movies? Well, that's... If you don't love that, uh... It's... Then, uh, skip to now, and... Oh, wait. Yeah, skip to now. <laughs> Welcome to now. Welcome to now. What what happened to then? We just passed then. When will then be now? Soon. Yeah. Spaceballs. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Yeah. Coffee. Anywho. Anyway. Anyway, we're here today. We're here <laughs> Barely, today. Apparently. To talk about somehow. this recipe that we tried to make twice. Three times. Uh, One and two and a half. We made two legitimate attempts to make and it. And we made a half-ass attempt at the other one. And we didn't make it the second time because we didn't have the ingredients. Yeah, we thought we did, and then I let all the spinach go bad, so... And I didn't have enough to begin with. Yeah, we Which, were... Which, <laughs> now that we've made it, I know I definitely didn't have enough. Oh, yeah. You need, like, a lot. Yeet. You need, like, a lot. And, uh... Yeet. We just... It, like, COVID well, totally ruined, like, two weeks. It was just, like, they were... They just, just cut out of history and we lost them. No, we just ate mac and cheese and quesadillas. Almost exclusively. Yeah. And Wendy's. Dead. Hey, the bad. fact that you kept eating. Yep. Yeah, but my appetite's still not like totally back to where it was, which I'm like, well. That's fine. I guess I could take that. And it also might have something to do with the thyroid medication I start taking, maybe, but. Who knows? I, it's not the end of the world. That has nothing to do with... Well, uh, it does a little bit. So, Nuji? this recipe Nuji? we made right as I was, like, Ricotta. on the recovering end and able to, like, mostly taste stuff. Mostly taste ricotta, lemon, and cheese. Yes. So, we made spinach and ricotta nudie, which is... It's not ganudi? No, it's nudie. Judy? Nudie. Velma Dinkley? Nudie. Nudie. I do what I want. Leave me alone. Nudie. It's uh, ravioli insides without the ravioli. Yeah, it's naked ravioli, thus the nude. Pretty much. 
Pretty much, yeah. I, I did tell people about this, and I had to, like, at work, and I was typing it. And they're like, the fuck is that? And I was like, nude dash E. It's a nudie. And they're like, oh, <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah, but, I mean, we're here to tell you it's pretty good. It's, you know, it's an Italian thing. Um, the person that asked me about what I did uh, and I, when I told them that, I was just using it as a springboard so they could talk about the pot roast they made. And you I was were like, like, ooh. I was like, cool, pot roast. Neat. Neat. I was like, I'm not going to rain on your parade. Like, you're a new person cooking, so. Yeah, pot roast is a great recipe for beginners. Actually, beef bourguignon is beef bourguignon. a fantastic beginner recipe. It's very, it? very, very easy. Is it, though? Extremely easier than, easy. Easier than beef stew or pot roast? I think it was beef stew, actually. It's, like, equivalently easy. Interesting. I think. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you about the nudie. Nudie. So we made some nudie because I found a recipe that looked like it could be made on a weeknight. It was like super short and like looked simple and was by Giada De Laurentiis. So I was like, well, that's got to be fine. And if you know anything about Italians, they are fucking liars. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get that much of a laugh out of you. No, that's, uh, that's no. Uh, but her recipe was fucking trash. So, thanks, Giada. Thanks, Giada. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, it just it was it's like, like it was the first draft of a recipe she wrote. It left out like the most important steps to make it work. So yeah. we tried to make it, and it, like, totally didn't work. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, I, I don't even know if I care enough to try this again, because that's how completely it did not work. <laughs> yes. You know? Uh, but Nick, we'll, get, we'll get into that. Nick found another recipe from America's Test Kitchen, which those are usually pretty good because they... Those are pretty Midwest mom-oriented. Yes, but they also... They, like, test a bunch of different methods and try to give you, like, the best and easiest to succeed at method. By Midwest mom-oriented, I mean they do it in a way that is accessible to most people. Yeah, like, you're going to be able to get the ingredients and you're going to have, like, pans that you can use. They're not, yeah, they're not going to give you super specialty items and they're not going to, like, tools... And they're not going to give you... Um, you don't have to use chestnut roasting pans. Yeah, and you don't need, like, weird technique that, like, you can only get after being a chef for 20 years doing this every day. And, you know. Right. They try to they try to simplify things for the home cook. That's why it's America's Test Kitchen. They, they also charge money if you want to buy their actual written recipes or books. Yeah, subscription fee, baby. So, yeah, you can pay a subscription and, like, read their website and stuff, but they... Or you can just go on YouTube. They post YouTube videos a lot, like Bon Appetit type thing. Yeah, and so long as you're fine not having a written recipe. Yeah. They're so, very detailed in yeah. most of their videos about the measurements of everything, so it's not an issue. There's been a few videos where they're just like, and you throw that in, and how much was it? Yeah, they usually tell you. <laughs> Buy my recipe to find out. They usually, they're usually pretty good about it. I mean, like, yeah. they're better than Denal Skihan about it, so. Oh, Denal. It's been a minute since we've made anything from him. <sighs> Denal Skiball. Wow, that's, you've never said that before. Just made that up right now. Wonderful. 
Uh, speaking of balls, these are balls. We made balls. Balls in your <laughs> mouth. With a uh, so this recipe from America's Test Test Kitchen is uh, pasta. You're like making pasta out of what should be the inside of a ravioli, and you smother it in hot butter tomato sauce. It's called a dumpling, dear. Yeah. You're making a dumpling. Yeah, you're, yeah. It's kind of it's it's like a gnocchi, but it's not. Yes, it's um, not. But it's it's gnocchi adjacent, though. Yeah, that's a good way to describe. Well, because gnocchi is a dumpling. Yeah. This is a dumpling. Gnocchi is with potatoes. This is with ricotta. But you can also make gnocchi with cheese. You can. I've never seen it or done it or had it. I've seen it made by you, Giada, and you, I want to try that. <laughs> well, Giada's a fucking liar. Well, you know... What she doesn't tell you when she makes her gnocchi out of cheese is that she also adds, like, six potatoes. No. <laughs> she didn't tell it to you, but she, like, added a thing on the side no, when you made, weren't looking. She made it with Ina watching, uh-huh. so she had to give actual, like, instructions. Oh, why? Because Ina doesn't lie? Because Ina Garten makes shit that you can make. Oh, yeah? That's her whole thing. Yeah, she does. She's like a... <laughs> she does a really good job at it. She's like a modern... I can't remember. Boof Borgignon. Julia Child. She's like a modern Julia Child. Modern Julia Child. She totally is. And her her relationship with her husband is like super adorable. So adores. Like Julia's with her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so jealous. They're super cute. She's married to like this little Jewish man and he just... I think he's Jewish. He seems very Jewish in like a good way. Like, you know, he's a very nice Jewish man kind of thing. <laughs> All right then. That was a that was a voice. Uh, um, moving on. Let's not linger on that at all. So did we just skip step one of this whole welcoming show? Uh, we skipped the. We're going into first impressions here really quick. We skipped the structure. I I, I can't continue. Without knowing the structure. We can't continue without knowing oh, the Jesus structure. Oh, Jesus, God, no. Okay, so show structure is... Okay, I'll do it today so you don't make that voice. Show structure is first impressions, shopping, cooking, tasting, and rating. We've already kind of started first impressions. Well, I was giving a summary of the recipe so you were could envision what we were talking about. Okay, well... Well, well, it makes sense because this is kind of a unique thing. This is a loose outline that I literally just wrote. Don't, don't. Twenty minutes ago. Thirty minutes ago. Lift the curtain, Ashley. They'll know that we're not professionals if you do that. Uh, I think that's fairly obvious. Oh. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's a loose guideline. It's really more of a guideline. Yeah. Uh. All right. So, so, let's talk about first impressions. First impressions. So, the first impression we had of this recipe was a different recipe written by Jada and posted on her, like, blog or whatever. And it was very well, that's short. That's why it sucked. It was on her blog. That doesn't mean anything. Like, half the recipes I get from are from people's blogs that are, like, source, sourced through Pinterest. That's true. So, they, you get tons of good recipes from people's blogs. Um... This one was just, I mean, it made it look so simple because it was so short and 
you know, not that many steps and everything. It was just like, oh, just get this brand of ricotta that's, you know, this percentage of milk or this type of milk. And, you so know. We, even, we didn't use milk. This ricotta that's this type oh, of gotcha, milk gotcha. and this percentage. And if you get this type, you don't even have to drain it. Line number one. Yeah, and then it doesn't. It says to be fair. The of this was super sus. To be fair, it did say to use frozen spinach, and we did not do that. That would not have changed. Well, the main issue that we'll get to. Well, it would have helped. So we tried to use fresh spinach chopped up, and that just doesn't work at all either. So, but I mean, we tried to do that because I because frozen spinach is gross. Like, there's just. <laughs> The thing that it does is it, like, clumps up, like, I guess if you broke it up really well when you reheated it or whatever you're doing, it maybe would be okay, but every time I've had it, it's, there's these big, like, clumps of it just in your food, and you get a piece of it, and you just have a mouthful of this, like, stringy, awful, dry (laughs) spinach, and it's, it's gross. It's so gross. Um... So, with that in my head, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm getting fresh spinach. It's, like, not more expensive, really. Nope. So, I'm just going to get fresh. (laughs) But you need a lot more fresh than you do frozen. No, I kept the the weight the same. Weight is weight. Well, I know weight is weight. But... I did 10 ounces either way. But you need more fresh spinach to make 10 ounces than frozen spinach. Still did 10 ounces of fresh. I know, but you need more of it to equal the same because this frozen is condensed. I'm lost here. So when you basically when you use fresh spinach, you can do it, but you have to saute it. You well, you either have to, yeah, you have to saute it. So you're saying that there should have been more spinach in this dish? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you have to get a lot of fresh spinach so that by the time you're done sauteing it and it shrinks to like nothing Mm -hmm. you have enough spinach which is what the frozen spinach already is is sauteed yes so a 10 ounce bag of fresh spinach is going to be less leaves than 10 ounces of already sauteed and frozen spinach because the weight is different or is it going to be more it's going to be different the weight. The number of leaves per weight. The number of leaves is going to be the same. It's just that you. Look, so a bag of fresh spinach takes up more space in the universe than yes. a bag of frozen spinach. That's what I'm saying. Yes, but once you saute it down, that bag yes. now weighs less. That's what I'm saying. So. So you end up having to buy like a big amount of fresh spinach compared to a little thing of frozen spinach yes but do you see what i'm getting at here yeah so i think we're saying the same thing so 10 ounces of frozen spinach should have more leaves in it than 10 ounces of fresh spinach because the frozen sauteed all the liquid out already so they needed more sauteed leaves to equal 10 ounces than fresh have you ever got, has anyone ever asked that riddle, like, which weighs more, a ton of feathers or a ton of bricks, and your brain just fucking exploded? 
I'm not talking about the weight difference. But like this is the this is a similar head problem. I feel like, and I, I know when I was asked that question the first time, I was like, well, the bricks because they're bricks. Yeah. And they were like, well, they both weigh a ton, idiot. And I'm like, uh, what? Like I can't even fathom a ton of, fa- you, you know. So are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> I think so. I think we're saying the same thing. Well, no. So what we're coming down to though is if we used fresh spinach, because I started with. 10 ounces of fresh spinach. Uh-huh. So, if they wanted 10 ounces of frozen spinach, there should have been more leaves of frozen spinach. So, when you blended it into the cheese, there should have been more spinach overall in this whole dish. 10 ounces is 10 ounces. So, it's the same mass of spinach leaves. N- no. Either way. It's... A pound of bricks is less bricks than a pound of fl- feathers. But we're talking about the same... We're not talking about the same thing because the bag measured from raw, uncooked. Uh-huh. And that's what we based it on. Ten ounces of frozen. Weight's the same, but we need more leaves to get there. Mm, yeah, I... I don't think we're going to get there in, okay, in this I'll, episode. I'll explain this to you later <laughs> so we can move on with our life. I was never very good at math. No. I mean, except that I was. Except I, that you're much better at math than me and you're calculus. not getting this at all. This isn't really math. This is like spatial shit. Okay. Well, then don't play Tetris. Anywho. Yeah, I'm not good at Tetris either. Um. Anyway. Anyway, the point is don't get... <laughs> we don't know. We've never made it with frozen. You can get you can get frozen spinach or you can get fresh spinach. If you get fresh spinach, then you have to saute it down and drain it. You got to wring them both of their water either way. Yes. It's not won't. it's not like it's more work or anything. It's just you choose your adventure. Yeah. I didn't want to go with the frozen because I know it does it does that stupid clumping thing and I don't want that. So. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I wanted nice... Because there's more leaves there. Less threads of... Or, I mean, more individual threads of, you know, spinach well, running through the, the thing. There's also the other big thing that we didn't do, which was we didn't blend it. Because uh, the recipe says to put the frozen spinach into a food processor, and we just kind of chopped the shit out of it with a knife after we sauteed it. And we let Nick chop it, and Nick doesn't chop things small. So that was another issue, but it it does actually matter because the worst issue was that the cheese wasn't drained, which we just oh, had. Are we talking about the first time yeah. we did this? The first time we did this, we just had. We wet. didn't saute it at all. No, no, no. We just used spinach. fresh. Yes, and we had wet fresh spinach, and we had wet fresh ricotta, and you can't make meatballs. You can't make balls that stick together and hold a shape with wet cheese. <laughs> Is what we found out. Yeah. But if you look at Giada's recipe. You would assume that you could because Because it says you can. Because she said, oh, if you use this cheese. Then it won't be too wet. Then it won't know. be wet. Like, it's super wet. <laughs> so you have to, like, you have to drain it. Anyway, I, that's more about cooking, but. So we made, we tried the first time and it failed so bad. We put the meatball, or we put the 
cheese balls into the boiler because you're going to boil this eventually. And it just fell apart into a thousand cheese spinach pieces. I mean, it was pretty funny to look at the water afterwards. And we were just like, well... Well, never mind. (laughs) That didn't work at all. So, (laughs) uh, luckily we had some... Uh, some leftover, like, just pasta lying around, so we were able to just, like... I thought we just boiled fresh pasta. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had... Oh, sorry. In my brain, you were like, we are, we just had leftover already cooked noodles? Yes, yes. We just had noodles just had laying around. pasta in the pantry. So and you had already made the sauce, so... We had dinner. We were fine. <laughs> Didn't have to eat out. Don't worry. We saved money. <laughs> yeah. So, and we didn't let the uh, cheese goop go to waste. We did freeze it. Don't know what we're going to do with it. Probably deep fry it at some point and see if it explodes. But and I think that's a really bad idea and we should I, just throw it out, honestly. I think uh, I'm going to blow up the kitchen. It's going to be wet. like. No, it's frozen. It's fine. Uh, I'm going to coat it in flour. It's, it's fine. full of water. Yeah, it's fine. It's frozen. I'm not going to be in the room. No, 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 no. I need you to stand with your hand over the pot. No. Please. No. Okay. Um, well, we anyway, we tried to save it because we're like, ah, maybe if we freeze it, then the molecular composition of this thing will change enough. Yeah. That we might be able to use it when it's Woo! solid, which it'll just be wet when it's... I don't know what we were thinking. Um, I know what I was thinking. I was thinking I'd roll it into a protective coating. Yeah. And then when you fry it, you'll open it up and it'll do the best cheese pull. Maybe. I know what I'm doing. I know how to fry shit. That's true. He doesn't know how to fry shit. I don't fry shit. Yeah, because you're scared of the oil. So, So this recipe that we found, the America's Test Kitchen recipe, convinced me to try it again because it was gave you ways to drain the cheese and um you know told you you know if you use fresh spinach then you have to saute it and like get the water out of it it also used key information it also used breadcrumbs as an additional stabilizer yeah where giada was just doing just like flour i think yeah flour and parmesan yeah the, the america's test kitchen also did flour and parmesan and but also added panko as a way to add, well, not texture, just another thing to absorb moisture. Yeah, it's just another, like, binder. I mean, if it's supposed to add texture, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's supposed to add texture. I think it's supposed to just be, like, an additional thing to absorb the moisture. Because even once you strain all of the moisture, there's still a lot of liquid. Yeah, there still was. There just is, you know. Um, so... Yeah, so this recipe was just, it had, like, techniques and, like, ways to do this. Overall, the first recipe from Giada was sus. And the recipe from America's Test Kitchen was tested for Americans. Oh, yeah, but since we had, like, so we were, like, convinced enough to try this new recipe, but we were still pretty skeptical because we had already tried to make this and failed really yeah. badly so we're like maybe this just can't be made like maybe or maybe may- it can't be made by us yeah maybe you actually need to be like a chef and there's like some technique that they're not writing down 
or you just ancient Chinese secret. Yeah, there's been several recipes that we've tried in our lifetimes that we've been like, we can't, we're just not like good enough to make this, or we don't know how to make it. Like we don't know the secret, huh? And we just have given up on those recipes. There's not, not a ton of them, but there's several. I can't think of any one. Um, I feel like most of them are like Asian. Oh well. Because that's, we're just, that's we're just, technique and ingredients that you can't get to replicate the right taste. Yeah, we're just like we can't get this to be good with what we have access to. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how it is. Um. So, we were skeptical of this recipe, but we decided to make it because, uh, moving on to shopping, all the ingredients are pretty cheap. So, it's not too much of a, you know, you're wasting your time, but not too much of your money. (laughs) The most expensive thing on there was the ricotta cheese. Because, I mean, the other thing you could say is Parmesan, but you have Parmesan laying around a lot. So. Yeah, I mean, you need, like, a good amount of it. Ooh, I wonder if we had used a pre-grated Parmesan, because it's got that binder already in it. No, um, we don't want that. No. No, because we want it to bind, and the thing is an anti-binder. Right, it wouldn't have, yeah. Never mind, it would have made it worse. Yeah, use fresh. <laughs> Great fresh. Reasons to use fresh, because if you try to make a cheese ball with grated Parmesan, that's... It has, like, cornstarch on it. It's been grated, yeah. It has stuff to make it not clump together. So it'll be a lot harder to work with. Um, yeah, shopping. Uh, it's ricotta cheese, panko breadcrumbs, spinach, lemon. Uh, what else is in there? Tomatoes. Other, well, oh yeah, tomatoes. Butter, like garlic. Cherry tomatoes, butter, garlic. Uh, the only like weird spice is nutmeg, but it's not that weird. No, it's not. I mean, you might, you probably have it. Because every house just comes with nutmeg that nobody uses. I mean, until you know how to use it. Yeah. So not yeah. So nutmeg is actually like really common in a lot of Italian dishes, especially cheese based or cream based dishes. So weird. Never would have thought. Yeah, it's something my mom taught me with cream sauce, and I was like, "That's such a weird thing." That was kind of my first introduction to like a like a pie spice. In a savory application. I was going to say, I only think of it as like a fall pie, Mm -hmm. snickerdoodles, something. Yeah, so that like Italian cream sauce was like, not that my mom's is like an authentic cream sauce or anything, but it was authentic in that it used nutmeg. It's, it totally is a necessary addition, I think. Um, And we, uh, we've gone so far as to just buy like fresh like actual nutmeg um, like seeds or pods or whatever you call them? I don't really know. Pods, nuts, seeds. It looks like a nut. Yeah, it, yeah. I guess it's like a nut and you just shave it like on a, a micro, microplane. microplane. But um, it really does make a difference. I think the freshness is just super nice, especially when you're trying to like top something and you want that like, it's like brighter than than jarred jarred works but because we use it so much like in cream sauces and things i just we just bought some it's you know you can get the tampico has them i think is where we got them so it's not expensive or anything no uh nutmeg is sold as a seed seed yeah it's it looks like a little acorn or something yeah that's a good way to describe it or like a walnut that you can't open 
Yeah, you and then you just shave it on. No, your acorn stuff. without the top. That's a better way of describing it visually. If you're gonna make fettuccine, if you're gonna make Alfredo sauce, American you can't even. Alfredo sauce. Well, that's because there's no such thing as Alfredo sauce. In yes, um, Alfredo sauce is like an American invention, but there's like a traditional way to make it. And if you make it the traditional way and you it's don't use even better. nutmeg, it's like not even the same food. Yeah. Because there's so few ingredients, it's like, you have to. And then this, it's really necessary, I think, because there's very few ingredients, and the main one is ricotta, which is like... A very milky cheese. Yeah, it's good, but it's, it drowns out like every flavor. And it's Except like hearty. for... Lemon. Nutmeg and lemon. <laughs> Yeah, so you want, like, a lot of other flavors in there besides... Because the other thing is spinach, and spinach has a flavor, but it's not, it's not like, a big flavor. No, spinach in this case is really just more of a filler for this recipe. Like, it's a little bit of a flavor, but... Yeah, it's it a, ac- it's It acts as, like, your salad all and entree all in one. <laughs> it's just something to break up the cheese. Oh, my God. You know, if you'd asked me about this <laughs> recipe, like, a couple years ago, I'd been like... Fuck the spinach. Just give me cheese balls. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we were saying they're like, is this going to be enough food? I can eat like like 10 of 20 of these balls and not be full. And like, I mean, to be fair, I was like getting over COVID still. Yeah, so my, but I um, still. My appetite's not all the way, but. What I had on my plate, I still I think forced we had myself to finish it. Like seven balls, eight balls each or something like that. Yeah, and you ate you had three left and I had like one or two. Because they're dense. They're dense. And they're they end up being really filling. Yeah. Yeah, this is like really super filling. For you wouldn't think it. Because the cheese is super filling. But that's the thing, it's so dense that you need a lot of flavor in there. And uh Giada's recipe. So we merged these a little bit. Giada's recipe does use nutmeg, but doesn't use lemon, I don't think. No, it used lemon. Did it use lemon? It'll use lemon zest. Alright. Okay, well, she gets that one. <laughs> but, uh, you really need those flavors. But... Oh, yeah. Sh- shopping. That, that was pretty much it for shopping. It's it's it all cheap really... cheap and easy to find, except for our Winco doesn't have herbs, and... Oh, you gotta, you gotta harp on this. Really fucking annoying, because... There's no herbs at Winco. They have everything else, but if you need, like, dill or basil or something... You gotta understand, or... they have herbs, they just don't keep them stocked well. No. Because people come through and they're like... Oh, I'll grab, like, this whole row of herbs well, and the take packet, all of them. The packets are, like, Very tiny. Yeah. So if you want to make if you want to make anything with Thai basil, like, you need four packets to have enough Thai basil. Yeah, you're not wrong on that. And it's stupid and expensive and I hate it. Like, I hate I, it. I don't... It's, it's the <laughs> one thing that... It's really annoying. ...Winco consistently <laughs> fails on. So I'm like, I just want freaking it doesn't basil, matter. dude. It doesn't matter the day either. I've nope. gone there on Saturday, Sunday, Friday. I think I've gone there every day of the week, and the availability of herbs is super fucking hit and miss. Yeah, if anybody at Winco Corporate's listening, which they're not, get your otherwise shit together. We'd be sponsored <laughs> with your herbs. Get your <laughs> shit together. Just get it all in a bag. Get it all in a bag. Get it together, Summer. Get it together. Um. Perfect. Yeah, they gotta get it. So we were, okay, so we already kind of skipped towards cooking 
Um, we, oh, yeah, so the nutmeg, back, circling back to the nutmeg, the American Test Kitchen recipe does not have nutmeg mm-hmm. because they're dumb. What? <laughs> so anyway. But they're, they're for America. Their recipe doesn't have nutmeg and it's an essential ingredient. So that's sins for that. The test kitchen has failed me. You just, well, it was like the one reason I was happy that I had read Giada's. Because I was like, well, nutmeg makes a lot of sense. It did. It did. It really did. And it's sad that theirs doesn't have it. So if you make it, you should put nutmeg in it. Even if you can't do fresh. Fresh is better, but... Oh, yeah. Even if you 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 have pre-graded. Get some ground nutmeg. It's just better. I mean, you don't want to go too crazy with it because it's... No, it's a very strong flavor, but it's a nice accent. Yeah. It's a... a, um, It would be a missed accent. You would miss it. If you didn't have it. So, I mean, cooking this, yeah, the the rolling of the balls, we've talked about the, the wetness of it. The first time we followed Giada and she was like, ah, get this one and you don't got to drain it or nothing. Now I'm a like. A paper bubble. Now I'm what? Like Giada de Laurentiis, you talk like it is. Or um, like New York or <laughs> New Jersey Italian. Either way. You got to drain it. We got, we got the ricotta <laughs> that she recommended. And that shit was like a fucking soup as I'm trying to roll it together. And I'm like, maybe if I need it enough, I added more flour, I added more cheese. It just became a stickier mess. Even with the... I was really skeptical, and I made changes to the America's Test Kitchen one. Yeah, we added more... I added more cheese. Bread and... More breadcrumbs. Like a significantly more. more flour, yeah. Because we were like, it's still too freaking wet. And this is ricotta that we drained overnight, waited a day, and then drained it again while we were prepping everything else. Got a little more moisture out. This shit is wet. It was almost done. And then I was like, fuck, there's egg whites in here. And then I put the egg whites in there and I was like, fuck, it ruined the whole thing. Maybe less egg whites? Maybe less egg whites. Maybe if you read the directions, it'll say like, small eggs. Or some shit. And we got extra large. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much egg white they're getting. But Can it, you even buy small eggs? No, you can buy like medium. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. But it was wet. Adjust it accordingly. Don't put more flour in. Use panko. <clears throat> use cheese. Use flour if, if you really need some. But, you know, it's it's going to, like, make everything taste like nothing. Add, um, so. <laughs> add it in one egg white at a time or a little bit. Don't dump two egg whites straight on there. Yeah, that's a good call. Probably one and mix really it. Really feel it out with how wet your shit is. Because you, you have to be able to make it into a ball and put it on a plate. The ball and has to hold its shape. Stay like that. Independently. Yeah. Or else it will liquefy in the boiling it just water. It completely explodes in the boiling water. And you feel like Marcy in the Charlie Brown Easter special where she makes egg soup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little, the car- little cartoon pieces of what egg now, are, sir? like, bubbling over the surface. Oh, my God. Uh, the other thing, don't put it into too aggressively boiling water. It's very tender. Yeah. So you need it to boil, but you don't want to be, like, 
an aggressive boil. Even when we did the second try, we were like... I'm really hesitant. Like, with the first ball, we're like, let's just put one ball in and, and see, see what if, happens. if it even works. And, like, we're... I, you know, I put it in, and I was like, okay, it's still together. And I'm, like, just staring at it. Nothing like watching a, a boiling <laughs> pot of water. I was just staring at the meatball. Like, is it... Is it... Okay, it's still... All right, okay. Okay, it's been, like, 30 seconds. I feel like we're okay. And we were. <laughs> and then we made the rest, and yeah. And so, then we made the rest. Yeah, so there's no... This actually not... It's not a healthy recipe, but it's not... There's nothing fried. No, there's not. And there's not the, the dough, uh, or there's not the pasta noodle that everybody loses their mind over, about how bad it is and full of carbs. and. <laughs> yeah, there's no pasta. There's, there's no pasta. No, there's not really... There's a little bit of breading, but it's not a lot. No. By comparison, no. And it's not, like, breaded, you know? It's just a boiled thing, which makes it really interesting and delicate to eat. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's it's like a really weird thing, and it's it's kind of fun to experience because I don't I feel like you haven't eaten something like this. You might have, depending on your cultural food appropriations, and it's almost like a takoyaki ball, but not like there's no but not coating. disgusting with a fucking terrible piece of octopus oh in it. Oh my god, takoyaki fucking is so terrible. good. Didn't we do this last time? We did takoyaki okay. so good. We won't get into it takoyaki. again. Takoyaki. So the so yeah, draining. That was the other thing. America's Test Kitchen spreads theirs out on a paper towel. And that's so you can do it in like 10 minutes, they say. Uh, traditionally, you'll strain it in a like a fine mesh strainer overnight in the fridge. We haven't done the, the paper towel yet. It just seemed like more work than it, just leaving it in the fridge overnight. It seemed like a good way to lose ricotta on the paper towel. It really but did. But they didn't in the video, but I'm like, I'm really hesitant, especially if you have the foresight... <laughs> To just put it in the thing overnight. Yeah, it it really seems like easier to me to just put it in the strainer overnight and have it drip out. Yeah. And it works just fine. It works. It's just very wet. It's a wet cheese. Yeah. Yeah, but straining makes it very different texture. We also... Normally we follow the recipes the first time we make it, like, almost to the T... We really fucked around with this one. It was really a guideline. The like, America's Test Kitchen one? Yeah, like, well, because I didn't measure the cheese. We used way more lemon zest than it said. We definitely we, used way more we lemon had, zest. We had less than spinach than it said. We used it was like, nutmeg. It was like a fourth teaspoon of lemon zest. So I'm like, that's not even going to taste nothing. like lemon. And I'm, you know, and you're already... We zested a whole, like, large lemon. Not large, medium large. I didn't zest the whole lemon. Yes, we did. Did I? Did I get that crazy? Yeah, I zested half and then you zested the other half. Yeah, I got crazy. That's okay. I was like, it's, it made it flavorful and I, delicious. I already zested half of the lemon. I'm going to zest the other half of the lemon. It worked out, so I mean, like, no complaints here. So, for all of you at home, once you zest a lemon, it goes bad really fast. You have to keep it in the fridge, or it will immediately go bad. I mean, it's still going to go bad really fast, and even still, in the fridge. And it still goes bad really fast. You took away its natural waxy barrier protection of its skin. 
So I was like, if I'm going to do that to half the lemon, I'm just going to do the whole lemon. So zest your lemon according to how lemony you like things. It's like you need some for sure. You so really Bursif would the, hate this because he hates all things lemon. No, he doesn't. He just doesn't like lemon cake. Or this is like a little lemon cake. Kind of. But he doesn't like lemon desserts. Yeah. But this is a savory. It is. Uh, I mean, it's as savory as the sauce you put on it. Well, I wouldn't put sweet sauce on it. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. Uh, so we managed to cook all the balls. And balls. The, the sauce is like... Extremely. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about the sauce at all. The sauce is extremely easy and basic. The sauce hasn't been talked about at all. I cooked it with like COVID brain, so it's not that hard. But Ashley, did you use the quality tips and tricks of America's Test Kitchen for preparing your <laughs> tomatoes? Oh yeah. Oh, this is... Okay, so they, they do have some really good advice, but some is like, what? Uh, this The way they recommend <laughs> that you cut your tomato... So these are like cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes. They're like, oh, yeah, if you don't want to cut all the tomatoes individually in half, which isn't like that much work to do, like, oh, if you want to cut them all at once in half, sandwich the tomatoes in one row between two deli container lids and take the knife and cut in like press down with your hand and cut in between the lids and then you'll get really uneven and terrible cuts and it won't save you very much time but it's done it was super (laughs) cool it looked like a hack they made a whole big they were like oh super cool and then they even show you how like uneven and shitty their tomato slices are yeah it wasn't good the only like, trick what are you that doing? Just it's you're just cutting it in half. Just take a knife. It's not that hard. Cut it in half. I the only trick I've seen of those like, oh, use the containers for the blah blah blah. The only one I've seen that actually works is putting garlic into a uh, like a, a container and shaking it to knock the the skins off. Yeah. If you have to do a ton of garlic. Yeah, that totally does work. That works. But also, unless you're doing, like, three heads of garlic. Yeah, it's kind of like, at what point is it worth it? Because you have to dirty up more shit, so. Yeah. And then you're still never going to get it all the way off correctly. So you're still going to have to fiddle with it a little bit. Kind of. Yeah, it's, like, I don't know. Some Just cheats, smash it with a knife. Some cheats make sense. Some cheats are more work than they're saving you time. Right. So, yeah, I mean... It was just amazing watching them do this thing and they that were they just thought like was playing it up. <laughs> oh, they were acting. You could see the the sadness in their eyes so because great. some fucking uh, director was like, "I saw this on TikTok. We need to include it. We need to put this in our video for the kids, for the youths watching America's <laughs> Test Kitchen." Well, you know, we watch it, but we're we're kind of strange. Um. Um. So yeah, tomatoes, butter, garlic, right? Did you do anything else to it, the sauce? Uh, just salt and pepper. Salt and pepper, brown the butter, ch- garlic chip, the garlic slices. Yep. Like little butter fried, and then just cook the tomatoes till your desired doneness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just cooked the tomatoes till they released a little bit of juice, and then the juice kind of mixes in with the butter, and the garlic is like 
you want it kind of golden. I probably could have get, let it get a little more golden, um, but I was like <laughs> hesitant to burn the butter. But and I could I could have probably let it go like a little bit more, but it did get like some brown flavor. It's it's actually not the butter itself isn't really that flavor. The sauce isn't that flavorful. It's just there to like complement the. It's there to lube the balls. It's there to complement the balls. It's not really there to be like a sauce. Like you could. It's like a nice topiary. When, <laughs> when we were making this the first time, um, the sauce I made was like an arabiata sauce that I just made up, and I was like, "Oh, that'll be really good." Which it probably would be really good. Arabiata is spicy tomato sauce. Yeah, uh, it probably would have been good, too. I, I really like this butter sauce, though, with the whole tomatoes, because you got, like, like a bunch of the acid from the tomatoes, and you really needed the acid from the tomatoes and the lemon zest to break up the cheese. I thought it was really nice. Complimented everything. Yeah, the sauce was just, like, a nice mellow sauce to go with the, like, very lemony balls. <laughs> balls. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, just yelling balls. Uh, which, speaking of tasting, they were extremely lemony. Yeah, they were. We, I mean, maybe we over-lemoned it. I was but... like, I definitely over-lemoned this, but I kind of like it anyway. That's it, why I said zest to your taste. It tasted like a lemon loaf, like, just lemon cake, like, <laughs> so lemony, but it was good. <laughs> I thought it was good. The The butter sauce was, was very nice. It would have been missed without... It's got to have a sauce, for sure. Yeah, you got to have a sauce because... And Just preferably something with tomato. Some, something acidic to cut through the, the the cheesiness, the fattiness of the cheese. Yeah, and you you cheese don't want like a meaty sauce. Like you just want like no a... Bolognese. Like a really tomato-y sauce. Nah, this is like a veggie... This is a vegetarian <laughs> meal. Well, you just really want a tomatoey sauce because you want the acid. Yeah. You don't want, like, meaty, no like, richness in the sauce, really. I mean, the butter is going to be rich. It does make this dish go well, really well with uh, Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Because you get, a, like, a buttery acid, and then the Chardonnay we were drinking was kind of a grassy Chardonnay, which sounds bad, but it, it wasn't bad. No, it worked with everything. Not that you could taste it well. No, I couldn't taste the wine, the wine that well. Wayne. The Wayne. I can't taste the Wayne. Oh, oh. I have an Uncle Wayne that. Uh, Ew. <laughs> that drank balls like exclusively good wine, and like to be fair, they they did bring it and like Blop. share it with us. <laughs> but. His name was Wayne, and he drank wine. Like, it was just very amusing. <laughs> very amusing for us. <laughs> okay. I don't get what's funny about this. Because Wayne sounds like wine. Oh. So okay. We call it Patty and Wine. Patty and Wine. Patty gotcha. and Wine are coming Gotcha. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right. All right. I gotcha. Yeah, he fell off the wagon nah. recently. <laughs> it looks like. But you know what? Uh you know, when you're old, you want to drink wine. You want to do what you want. Yeah. So, For sure. Yeah, I don't know what, what they're doing these days, but... Um, Having lemony cake balls? No. No, that's us. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but anyway, so the butter sauce is great. 
the our ravioli tasted like lemon cake. <laughs> and um, it wasn't bad though. And there's a fresh basil garnish on this, which you really don't want to miss because again, like, you just need like another. It's the only fresh component to the dish. Everything else besides is cooked. tomatoes. Well, the tomatoes are cooked, but they're you don't you're not cooking them into mush. Yeah. You're cooking them to where they release some juice, but they're still tomatoes. The the basil's just like a nice lively. It's something herbal. You need you need stuff to break up the cheese because it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. So cheesy. Cheesy. Sorry. (laughs) But like, if you have all these fresh things with it, it's just like this good, like buttery, fatty, acidy thing. It's good. I'm watching the little voice recorder go by, and there's just these huge pauses between buttery, fatty, like, <laughs> I was like, I get it. it uh, my brain's, like, running a million miles of nothing. It's You know what? It's it's kind of reminiscent of, like, a caprese salad. Ooh. But with a sauce. Because is caprese usually... The caprese is usually with like a balsamic and oh, oil. Okay. So, but it's the same idea. It's, you're centering the dish around big pieces of cheese that are very milky cheeses. And tomatoes. And then you have tomatoes and basil and some kind of acid to balance out the cheese. Okay. I like that comparison. So this is is like that. I like that comparison. (sighs) Um, Anything else you want to say about the tasting of my balls? My milky, milky balls. <laughs> my lemony milk balls. Uh, they're really good. It's it's just a unique thing. Would you have these balls with a salad with some balsamic vinegar? Mm, no, I mean, these really don't... You just need this. Like we were saying, It's you get super full. Balls. And it already kind of is salady because you got the spinach in the balls, and then you have basil on top. And well, I remember one thing we talked about was um, we made our balls were kind of big. Yeah, you can and make them smaller. So if we made them smaller, more numerous to share to more people, <laughs> then you would want to pair it with some sort of a salad, a salad. Yeah. Yeah, you could eat it as like a small plate kind of thing. You know, like the Italians do, with the seven courses and the fish and the meat. Yeah, this is, I mean, as like a course out of seven courses or whatever, this would be like two balls and that. (laughs) The perfect number. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Balls. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'll stop saying balls. It's good. It's good. (laughs) All right, are you ready... To follow your what is it, one, two, three, four, five point plan. Five point rating scale. Five point rating scale on a scale of one to five. No bitch ass fence sitting. One to five balls. One to five balls. You got to give it a whole ball. No half balls. <laughs> nope, no half balls in this no house. No quarter balls, just balls. If you're going to get half of it removed, just take the whole thing out. Just take the whole thing out. We don't need a hollow clack. Mm, nope. We just want to whisper in the wind oh what's the sound of one ball clapping <laughs> it's just slapping your inner thigh <laughs> all right uh, 
Okay. First, first criteria. Oh my god, my brain. Ease of use. Ooh, this is a well, hotly debated one. The first recipe sucks ass, so I'm not even gonna. I'm not. We're not including the first recipe because. No, we're rating the America's Test Kitchen recipe. Yeah. So I would. Wow. Uh, uh you go first. I would give it a three. Because it's not a hard recipe to follow. We didn't do all of the techniques that they did. Uh, we pulled some techniques from some other videos and written recipes. Um, so, but I mean, overall, the directions are very clear. And, like, it's not... You're, you're not going to be confused on what step is next, for sure. Yeah, but the because the, because the composition of the cheese balls, balls. is so important... Like, the fact that we had to change it so much to make it work is kind of a big deal. I'd still say a three, because we're saying ease of use, not how well, good I'm, was the recipe. Well, I'm oh, saying you if, taking, you, if, if you, you follow the recipe exactly, like, will you get... We don't know. We didn't do that. Because you can't. Sure you could. We could have drained it on a paper towel. We could have put our spinach through a food processor. I feel like that we would have made used it frozen spinach. more watery, but... I don't know. We didn't follow it exactly. <sighs> I thought some... Like, I thought the paper towel thing was more work than just draining it. I thought that the... Especially for the food processor we have, it wouldn't have made sense to food process the spinach. It would have made it more Because ours watery. is too big. Uh, and then we used fresh over frozen. We used more lemon. We used more of everything. I didn't measure the cheese. The ricotta. Ricotta. Oh, you didn't measure the ricotta. Oh. I didn't measure that. Well, that might be part of it. That the might have been shit. part of it. We might not have had enough. Okay. I told you I didn't measure it. <clears throat> I thought you were saying you didn't measure the parmesan. Nah, dog. And I was I like, that's the, not a big deal. I didn't measure the, the ricotta. The primary component of the meatballs. I used, I, I took our little white bowls and I filled that fucker to the top when I put that into the strainer. So, I mean, I used a lot. But I didn't measure it. Alright, well, I no, I mean, I'm going to agree that, that ease of use is a three... And I'm saying that it's, I feel like it needs doctoring, like, to get it to be the right consistency. It's just like Chef John says. It's just you cooking. Well, yeah, but America's Test Kitchen, like, it, their whole thing, thing is... thing is, you can just follow our just recipe. Just exact directions. Well, we didn't just follow their recipe, so... I still think that you, if you did, you wouldn't get... I still think you're right. You wouldn't get what you need, so... I still think you're right. So, to me... That doesn't get a four because that's, you have to like mess with it. You gotta actually cook. You're not just following a written recipe. You gotta think about what you're doing. Yeah. And well, and the other thing is like, there's some recipes that I feel like I've given higher ratings even though you have to do more like guesswork. But like in this recipe, if you guess wrong, like it fails. <laughs> yeah, versus if you guess wrong, the taste is just a little off. Yeah, this like recipe, you guess you, wrong, your balls explode. You just turn it into uh, boiled cheese soup. So good luck. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, the stakes are much higher. Yeah. Um, so, three. Three. Three's across the board. Taste satisfaction. I mean, it was good. It, satisfaction's hard because I didn't really know what it was going to taste like. Um, however... 
I would probably, you know what, I'd probably give it a four for taste satisfaction because I thought it might be... Blander. Overly cheesy and bland. I'll give it a four, but I will give it the asterisk that we talked about the night that we were eating this. That this is good. I don't want to make this for people. I want to recommend people make this for themselves. Yeah, but it's they're... a little bit labor intensive. Like it just, I wouldn't want to make it for a ton of people. Well, and it's just not that interesting to make. Yeah, it's it's not a show offy <laughs> dish. Like it tastes good, and if you're into this idea, it looks cool. Hundred percent, do it. But like, of all the things, I guess if you cook for people, we don't get to cook for people a lot. If you got to cook for people all the time and you were looking for something, you're like, fuck, man, I need to do something new. Perfect. Do this. Yeah. But if you're like us where you don't get to cook for people all the time. It's really good. I just was like, I don't know if anyone else would really like this. I think people would like this, but I don't want to waste one of my limited options to cook for people on this recipe. I guess it's more... I don't know if anyone else would, like, love this. I'm still going to say four for the taste, but I didn't know where to shove that comment into this. So I just went with taste. Yeah. Because some things you taste it and you're like, everybody needs to taste this right now. Yeah. It's not that good, but it's surprisingly pretty good and, like... If you're looking for something... If you want Italian... And you want something you probably haven't had yet? Yeah, it's new. D. <laughs> it's different. It is. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I would give it four. I, I really was happy four with it. Four did he fur, fur, fur. Um, cost effectiveness. We already kind of said it's pretty cheap. It's super cheap. The ricotta's... The most expensive thing. That was like $4 for a pint. Yeah. So that's not it's not that much. Not Parmesan crazy. cheese could be expensive depending on whether or not you already have it and what kind of parm you buy. Yeah, I mean like the parm we have is like six to seven dollars a block. Right. But it not, lasts for you're forever. not using the whole block. No, just I, this. So you, know? <laughs> so you can have it in your house for other stuff. Um but I I'd say it's a five. Nothing's expensive. Everything's really oh, easy yeah. to get. That's it's such a five. So that's one of the reasons to make it because it's like it's if you look if like, you mess it up, it's not super expensive. Yeah, if you mess it, I mean, you if you mess it up, just have dried pasta laying around. Boil some fresh water. <clears throat> keep your tomato sauce that you made. Well, okay, but we both did agree though that the tomato butter sauce is not. It wouldn't stand up to pasta really well. No? It wouldn't be gross. It just wouldn't be super, like, it's not super flavorful by itself. I guess. It's only good, it's like it's only good with this because the the balls are so flavorful balls. that the sauce just needs to complement it. It doesn't need to, like, be a sauce. Fine. Get some bread, toast it up, put the tomato butter sauce on top of the bread, eat it as a little, like, crostini, yum, 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 yum. Yeah, it would be good on top of Christini, for sure. But, yeah, so if you... Uh, it is it is nice that it's so cheap that if you fuck it up, it's not the end of the world. Some, yeah, something to try. You can salvage some part of it somewhere. Something to try. Uh, what, what the, the fuck, fuck factor... What the fuck? Well, 
I have never made anything like this. The fuck, Ashley? The fuck? It's not, um, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that weird. Like, if you watch a lot of cooking shows, competition shows. Somebody's made this on Top make, Chef at least once. People make nudie a lot on, like, shows where you have to be resourceful with your ingredients. Because you don't have to make ravioli. But you can use, like, cheese and different ingredients mixed together to make all kinds of different nudie. All kinds. Like, all kinds. All kinds. <laughs> Just cheese and beets or cheese and mushroom, like, whatever you want. Um, cheese and something. Yeah, you know, so people... And flour. People make that a lot. Um, it's just a dumpling. It's not... Like, looking at it, though, you're just like, what? Some fucking white balls on a plate with tomatoes? Yeah, but if you think about it for a second, like, it's a very unconventional dish, I feel like. For an Italian dish, it's not what you think of when you think of Italian. Visually, it's not very exciting. Um, It looks pretty. It looks pretty, but it's not exciting. You don't look at that and you go, ooh, what the fuck was that over there? It has all the colors of the Italian flag. (laughs) Very bright. So does a margarita pizza, and I want that shit way more. Eh, Very bright and colorful. Uh, It's kind of hard. I feel like it's... I feel like it's a three. I feel like... Again, like, it's not going to be something that I'd make to show off to somebody... It's just something that is good, but it's it it can be reminiscent of something you've already had, but you may not have already had it. But um, yeah, it's, that's fair. It's unique. You're not throwing it up on the gram, the Instagrams, and getting a thousand likes in a minute. Like, I think are, it looks really pretty. People are gonna look at it. Um, visually, it's very bland. The flavor, it's not, you know, it, it tastes like things you've had before. It still tastes good, but it's a combination of things that you've had all of this before, just not in this exact order. Not in this form. So it's not it's not blowing your mind, but it's tasting really good. Uh, yeah, I guess. You could say four if that's what you want to say. You don't have to agree. I guess I would, I'm going to have to agree with three, though, because it is, like, the flavors are all standard flavors. It's just packaged differently. So it's kind of, it, like, it is unique enough to give it a three, but it's not, like, it's not, like, really weird. And culturally, as an Italian dish, it's not weird at all. No, it's just, so, like, East Coasters might be like, yeah, fucking nudie. I have it, like, every other Sunday, like. <laughs> but on West Coast, at least with the circles we run in, it's not common. So that's why we're like, that's why we're a little like, eh, about like, I don't know how to feel about it. It's like a chefy thing, I feel it's like. It's kind of chefy. Because the making of it is. It's a little bit of a pain. And if you like, you know, if you make it wrong, it doesn't work. If you like, don't cook it exactly right, it doesn't work. You know, like, you can over or undercook it kind of easily. Oh, we never talked about that. You boil them until they float. That's it. Yeah. Just like gnocchi. Yeah, but you like can... Like most dumplings. You can overboil them. Yeah, you can. Or underboil them, like most dumplings. Yes. I, I thought ours came out really good. They're, like, super soft, but not mushy. Yeah. So, I'm going to say the fuck is a three. Yep. Yeah. 
leftovers. Ha! <laughs> we talked about this also. Yeah, I don't. One, don't e- <laughs> don't even debate it. Just be honest with yourself. These will not reheat in the microwave. You can't reheat it in a pan. You can't reheat it in the stu- in the oven. Right. It's such a delicate like thing. You with eat it now. Temperatures and things. I feel like it would just fall apart. Yeah, you will. Like maybe, maybe if you kept the nudie that you didn't eat separate from the sauce. Yeah. Maybe you'd have a chance. Right, but, and this sauce also is a butter sauce. It doesn't keep it all. No, it's gonna. You're gonna microwave it. It's gonna separate cheese balls are gonna explode somehow <laughs> like you either eat it all, the cheese balls would melt you either eat it all or you throw it away there's yeah. really no saving yeah, it unfortunately you really, you really can't unless you like maybe if you froze it but then i don't even know what you're gonna do with it if you froze if you made the balls and then froze them before you cooked them okay you could save them, but if you if you make once, everything once they're boiled, it's like you gotta eat it. You gotta eat it, or it, yeah. We talked about that because we felt bad losing. We lost some balls. We lost four balls. Yep. Four balls down the trash, but we're full. <clears throat> Can't yeah. be helped. Doesn't save. Does not save. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. It's like it's a sh- it's a restaurant thing. Yeah. Like you and you know like a weird fancy way of preparing something but but the but the funny thing is like that's not of course that's not what it was meant to be right it's like supposed to be be, a rustic it's supposed to be a rustic home dish cheap that you just whip up with whatever the fuck you got laying around cheap alternative to meat Mm -hmm. yeah so oh like oh was this do you think this started out as like a lent dish maybe I don't know about Lent. I think it was like a, it's like cheap. Or like a like a Friday like no meat thing, for Catholics. So like you that could have been part of it. You couldn't get fish as easily in your region, but you got milk, and cheese. That could have been part of it, or it may have just been like. Leftovers. Like meat's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And you have you know all these ingredients are like, maybe you have them if you're an Italian family. And you can just throw them together. I'm fairly certain this is like a rustic, like... Most dumpling-based dishes are supposed to be... Yeah. uh, Like an easy farmhouse Mm. recipe. Yeah, but they've they've seen a resurgence with with Food Network shows. Like, with competition shows. Yeah. That's the only reason we even know what they are. You know, most people we talk to are like, what is nudie? Like, I've never even heard of this. And it's just people do it when they don't know what else to make. And they want to do something kind of chefy and impressive. They make a dumpling. <laughs> huh. So I just Googled it to see what uh, origin I could get for it. Um, in Italy, outside of Tuscany, because they, they're Tuscan in origin they are also called i'm not even going to say it in italian it translates to priest choker (laughs) or badly made or simply gnocchi gnocchi ricotta spinach or ricotta and spinach gnocchi oh um so the priest choker (laughs) yeah there you go Uh, (laughs) um Strang, strangola preti. 
So the pretty. <laughs> there's other dishes uh, that the Italians have made that reference like choking the priest or some way of like fuck the priest kind of thing, you know, like kill the priest, choke the priest, drown the whatever. Wasn't that like a tax thing? Yeah, it was always uh it was always a tax thing. It was always a dish made as a fuck you to the church that was overextending their power in that area. And taxing them. And it was so, like they could make this with what they had, right? Yeah, they could make this and it was a way to get around the church's tax. So it was probably a thing about meat, if we really looked into it. Probably. And the high cost of meat, and the tax put on it by the church, or the church claiming, uh, you know, first right to the to the good yield of the meat. <laughs> right. All the good pieces of the meat. But, um, yeah, it doesn't left over. Uh, we do have a video link to this, in, or links to the video of America's Test Kitchen making this in the description. You can get the written recipe, but you have to pay for it. We talked about that. Yeah, you have to pay for their written recipe. So I, so we didn't include it because it just seems kind of misleading because you're going to open up the page and it's going to be like, pay to read it. And you're going to be like, that's bullshit. <laughs> or you can like pay people for their content, you know, like if you want. If you want, if you have the desire or the money. I mean, if you were going to pay for one food subscription website, America's Test Kitchen's got the fucking backlog of the ages. Your mom's book, your mom has a book from America's Test Kitchen. And it says, like, recipes from, like, 1970 to 2000. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. They've been doing this for a minute. They do have, like, a lot of cultures represented in their recipes and pretty well I feel like because they I mean at least at least the modern recipes they're Asian ones a lot of times they're made by an Asian person and oh yeah we tried we'll we'll have to talk about that cumin beef yeah and they're I mean they're pretty authentic in terms of the ingredients and methods and things but while still being like catering to an American household cook you know, but using the same ideas and flavors. So, I mean, I'm sure they have some shitty 70s aspect, but, you know. <laughs> if you look hard enough, you'll find it. But, but you know, I you know that's, that's fair. If you were going to invest in a cooking newsletter, they're probably a good one. We've used a we've made a lot of recipes from them, for sure. They're... Their Memphis rib barbecue sauce is, like, one of my favorite barbecue sauces we've made, and it, we've made it a bunch of times, because it's so good and so easy. Like, ingredients that you just have. Yeah. Um, but it turns out really, really good. It really does. Um, yeah. I think that's probably all we have to talk about uh, with these balls, but... Balls. <laughs> It was it was fun. It sounds it, was... it sounds like we don't like them that much. They're a weird thing where they they are really good and enjoyable to eat. They're just like not something that you're used to. I would definitely I recommend if it, if you sounded at all interested, it's definitely worth making. Yeah, check out the picture because then you'll get a be- you'll get an idea. You know, check out the video, get an idea what what we're talking about, what it looks like. But it is like a really nice fresh tasting dish that's once we once we figured out how to do it it's not that hard no it's it's good 
It's good. I, uh, I, I guess I kind of shit on it towards the <laughs> end there. But I did enjoy eating it. And I definitely recommend anybody that wants it. Try it on a weekend the oh, first definitely time. definitely a weekend. First time you make it because you're going to want to play with it a little bit. You're going to want to not feel rushed or tired. But I feel like once you figure it out... It's, Do it like a couple, two, three times. It's easy to like replicate it. You could probably crank it out on like a an easy work day. If you're not making it for a ton of people. Definitely. But, I, yeah, I don't I don't really have anything else to add on that. Um, nope. Make uh, the balls. Make the balls. Don't put get them COVID. in your mouth. Don't get COVID from balls <laughs> that you put in your mouth. <laughs> don't get COVID. <laughs> I mean, and I... And if you already did, I'm sorry. Don't get it again. <laughs> oh, also, I'm immune. I'm, I'm now, um... I'm now, like, totally just throwing caution to the wind, and I have never gotten COVID, and I'm pretty sure you had it twice. I'm pretty sure I had it twice. And uh, I did not get it both times, so I think I'm a god now. He might be immune, and we should probably study his brain. No, don't study my brain. Mm. I want to live. Yeah. i let the world go to hell before you kill me. Mm. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway. Good uh, night. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Fan base. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>